0: Hello creative people, welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute. It is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Darcy Kesner. So Darcy Kesner is a modern medicine woman, an intuitive, a shamanic healer, a Reiki practitioner, a massage therapist, an EFT relationship coach, and a spiritualist minister. She comes to you with wisdom from her lived experience and her training. Welcome, Darcy. Hello. So, Darcy, thank you so much for being in this space. I really <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yeah, so with this all, with the patience in hand here, um, tell us a little bit more about yourself before we dive in, please.
1: I am a 62 62- a uh, single grandmother who has been raising two grandchildren, um, I guess, now for the last 19 years. Um, I'm looking at my 19-year-old grandson, who I've raised, going into the military this coming Sunday. So it's a little uh, heartrending right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and his sister, who will be turning 18 um, at the end of this month. So I am... Um, you know, so that is kind of first and foremost in my frame of reference. And then I am a, I call myself a healer. um, When I'm talking to different people, but I consider myself a modern medicine woman as I pull in the different healing modalities from my healing basket as I'm working with um, other people. Mm. So,
0: yeah. Thank you for that. And, um, about your grandchildren sending you so much love. I know, you know, going through that can't be an easy time, but um, you've done a good job. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I realized that I've been parenting for the last 40 years and it's coming to an end. So from an active parenting perspective.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole topic in itself, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) That's going to be another podcast that's going to be formed very soon, everybody. So. But here we go. So let's dive into the, would you rather question first? And then we'll dive into the first question. So Darcy, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Would you rather be able to breathe underwater or fly? Fly. Hmm. Quick answer. (laughs) I don't (laughs) swim. I'll die
1: (laughs) that's instinctive (laughs) so I don't think I would believe that I could breathe underwater so
0: (laughs) ah there we go because then it could come in handy that you could breathe underwater to get over your fear but that whole word believing already jumping in that's a really good one (laughs) absolutely right it would take me a minute to
1: figure out I could and then it would probably be curtains so
0: (laughs) (laughs) we don't want that (laughs) in what we can control. So yes, I agree too. I I would prefer to fly as well. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: I was just thinking about all the tropical beaches I could visit. Yes. (laughs) (sighs) Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Everybody focus on that. If you enjoy the beach, you might be a mountain person or wherever that place is for you, but I totally resonate with the beach. Mm -hmm. Hmm okay so the first official official question is darcy how do you define creativity
1: i define creativity in i guess whatever aspect of of what i'm doing so if it's administrative work it's thinking outside of the box how to make this more appealing to whoever the audience is Um, I think also in creativity in raising children is, um, again, I guess it's all about thinking outside of the box because we have to get to their level of understanding. And the only way to do that to get out of our conditioning is to use creativity or imagination, which to me is almost synonymous with creativity, is to get at their... You know where they're at so we can be engaging so it's being creative and
0: um so oh i just lost i just lost you on that last part i don't know if you got a call or a text or something but... yeah i did i didn't turn yeah. my, my thing off
1: so my <laughs> apologies
0: <laughs> no that's okay but what was that last very little bit if you can remember what you said um i
1: think it was just uh condensing it i believe to that creativity is thinking out of out of the box in every um, life event life circumstance
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and thank you very much for stating in that way because it is that's why this space was created everybody (laughs) was Mm -hmm. to expand this definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush in the societal view of what creativity is that you need to be a visual artist in order to fall into this category. And the way you just described that opens up the box.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. For me personally, if I'm in, because that's me coming to the people that I want to serve the people that I love for me, creativity is drumming. And whether it is with a hand drum, the shamanic drum, or a tongue drum, those are the two that I'm experienced with. It feel, fills my inner self and it helps me just flow through both sides of the brain, um, the analytical and the creative to be able to meld it more fully for within me.
0: Hmm. What is a
1: tongue drum? A tongue drum is, it's metal um it comes in varying sizes mine is about 14 inches in circumference and um where's the word diameter it's diameter and um it has indentations in it cut into the metal that looks like tongues are carved into the top and then you play each tongue plays a different tone and dependent on how small or big you get the a deeper resonance or a more um i guess a higher frequency
0: wow i have never heard of that
1: mm-hmm. oh and then there's a pandrum i really want one of those but i have to save up for that okay <laughs> so but yeah
0: what is a pandrum
1: it to me it looks like the reverse of a turtle shell and they're usually clo like a tortoise um yeah. a little bit a little bit smaller than that but the indentations are concave instead of up on a shell on a turtle and then you hand play it with the palm of your hands and your fingertips and you just play it all over and it's Mm -hmm. it's amazing
0: oh so what i loved when you talked about drumming and that being like a space where you really light up is that you said it fills your inner self and it flows through both sides of the brain Mm -hmm. i just think that was a very interesting way to put it because it just, it's all encompassing.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm very aware of, with some of my training, I'm aware that our bodies are sort of split in half. If you go halfway down through your nose and just kind of cut yourself into left side, right side. And so for me and the healing work that I do the left side is considered the feminine side or the mother side and the right side is the father. Or the mask, divine masculine side and understanding that the hemispheres of the brain are reversed when you're talking about the brain themselves, but that uniqueness, not only should the brain hemispheres connect and flow, but your divine feminine and your divine masculine should connect and flow. It doesn't always happen that way. And sometimes we're more masculine when we need to protect ourselves. Um, But overall, in our general day to day, it should be more of a blend.
0: So interesting. This has come up in my last, um, I have a local TV show. And this topic of um, feminine and masculine energy has come up in the last two episodes. So it's just interesting. (laughs) Obviously, this is a theme I I guess I need to hear and or just needs to be spoken about. Um, It's so important. And I guess maybe before we dive in and learn more about you, if in your words, if you could kind of sum up what that means, because we often hear that, but people may not fully know what it means. Okay can can you ask the question again? Yeah. So for divine masculine and divine feminine, we hear it often. um, Mm -hmm. But maybe in your words, if you can simply state what that means to you. So it's.
1: It's taking the essence of who we are um, from sexuality, um, sensuality, more sensuality than sexuality, but sensuality and how everything um, flows. When you look at the divine feminine, you look at a mother, it's nurturing. It is compassion. Um, it's love, it's caring, caretaking, if you will. Right. And mm. then the divine masculine is the protector. It's the analytical side. Um, it is moving forward to be the hunter gatherer. It is the person who is not necessarily career obsessed, but knowing that there's things that you have to do that is more forthright in, and not aggressive, but forthright in the things that you're trying to do to be at peace within your heart space. And so understanding that there needs to be a blend of both nurturing and protection, not, and and when I talk about the divine feminine and masculine, this is for you. This is not for your children, for anybody else. That feminine, masculine energy lives in you, each and every, every person. And that has to be focused at yourself, that divine love for yourself, as God or great spirit would love you, or does love you, not would, but does love you. But we don't always recognize that. And mm-hmm. so that's where the, the masculine and feminine come in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. So interesting, because people, as I said, in talking about this with a few people lately, Um, there's the same, the same concepts, but different ways of stating it and kind of going into different areas with it. So I really appreciate what you just said. Absolutely. So Darcy, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you? Tell us more about your journey and whatever that looks like and wherever you want to start. I know it's kind of general, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, I
1: guess, in kind of a more of a Reader's Digest version, because I have been on the planet for 62 years, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, I guess the major catalyst that happened after my birth was I was sexually assaulted at 10 years old um, by a family member, um, a step-grandfather. And so it brought together a lot of you know, familial trauma because both my parents were only children who did not know who their fathers were. And so my dad, his mom found someone, and this we're talking, you know, early 1930s. So there was a lot of stigma to being considered a bastard child um, and a woman who has a child out of wedlock. So, you know, the feeling is that she was fortunate to find someone to marry her and be the father to her child. So my dad had a really strong relationship with his, his stepfather. And of course we were introduced to him and, um, that happened to me, um, without going into detail, um, that happened to me and I buried it like it never happened for until I wrote my book and I was focused on you know familial conditioning generational conditioning um, and the traumas unhealed traumas from that perspective, and so I wrote in the book, because the first part of the book is kind of like. A, um, autobiography I just put in there Oh, by the way, I was you know molested as a 10 year old and then just glossed over it and moved into all the different things that I wanted to get to share within the book and so it took about six months for me to realize and i hadn't shared this with anybody my ex-husband my sisters nobody i had told nobody and so before the book was published i went to everybody and shared this information and i had you know different responses that i'm not really going to go into Mm. Um, but that was the catalyst for me to start thinking about this is huge why Mm. didn't i say anything and then learning different healing modalities to help me heal on this um the actual trauma itself and so you know i've learned and i've been certified in different modalities to help me and to help others because i keep thinking well i don't want people to go through 40 years of their lives as an imposter like i did so that was the genesis of me becoming or Moving me into this position where I am a modern medicine woman. And so I've been through my whole life seeking healing modalities and guided by God to do those not understanding that it will culminate into this point of where I'm at today. Well, it, it culminated to the point of knowing that I had all these, you know, differing um, healing modalities. There was Asian, there was Gaelic, there was, you know, Hawaiian, and understanding that the common denominator at all was me, and mm-hmm. that it was okay. It was okay to do this. Continued healing, of course, I call it um a spiritual two by four when i'm not paying attention like i'm supposed Mm -hmm. to yes (laughs) so i got a massive one at the end of march and spent about four months in what i call a sacred pause and started looking at what i was doing why was it i felt like i was jumping all over the place i was being the proverbial gemini being flighty but that's not the case right Mm. it was I was unique and I needed to fuse this all together to be able to come forward to help people with whatever was their hidden trauma and get them to the point where they weren't an imposter anymore, but they can embrace who they are. And truly, everyone is a healer for themselves and have the ability to heal others just dependent on where they're at on their own healing journey some may not want to do it some may want to do it for family um i liken it to when your child falls down your first instinct is to cover put your hand over the owie to help unless it's bleeding profusely well then you would need to apply pressure but you put your hand on it to send that energy in there not understanding why you're doing it and i've been doing this since 1982 right and so that is Excuse me, the inherent um, ability that everybody has and they don't understand that. But that's just a piece of knowing your own authenticity. And we have so many hidden traumas that we've not healed from. Some of them I call um, big T traumas like abuse um, and then there's little T traumas that someone could look at and work on themselves and heal themselves through that but they need someone else to work with on the big T traumas so they don't get sucked into that trauma again and so this is how I got to where I am right now um, and that for a long time even though I've done a lot of work I was scared to say that I was a modern medicine woman for fear of the backlash that would come to me because it was like, who do you think you are? And it's society's opinion of me doesn't matter because this is my divine purpose from creator. And I need to do what I need to do to help others who are waiting to hear my message.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, in sharing no what do you what are you sorry for well i did go on and talk a lot oh my god but that's the whole point we want to hear your story that's the whole point i you're supposed to talk and thank you for sharing all that you shared and so many things i want to touch on um but spiritual two by four i totally understand that So everybody, it's those moments when you just get smacked in the face, and it's like, "What the fuck?" You know, absolutely. (laughs) Like seriously, like either it could come in so many different forms. Like, "Oh, you did that again?" Really? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't we already cover this? That was the big T right there. (laughs) Like you're doing it again, (laughs) or aren't you paying attention? Hello, (laughs) right? Absolutely. There Absolutely. Are so many ways that two by four comes in and the fear of the backlash of actually being the expert, you know, being perceived as the expert or stepping into your power and other people mm-hmm. not used to you being there and being like, well, who are you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who are you to speak on that? Why, why da it any other thing, which is nothing about you, which is everything about them?
1: Absolutely on point
0: hmm You know, and I'm
1: the first one to say, I do not know it all. And if I have an inkling of where I can go or refer a person to, absolutely I will do it. And the bottom line is, because I feel that I'm a teacher and a leader, and of course I'm a coach, is that as I share what wisdom I'm receiving from God, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be someone else's wisdom. They should do their own research and find out what resonates within their heart space. everybody is unique
0: and something that we spoke about first I want to welcome the people that are here live thank you so much for being here Uh, please feel free to put any questions or comments in the chat box where we can see them um, so you can be part of the conversation Uh, but when we spoke initially uh, something that I wrote down of what you said and you alluded to but trauma invades the cells of the body yes yes
1: so It's my experience, therefore my belief, um, is that the trauma that we have at the age that we have it, if we don't heal it, it stays in our body. Um, We're talking fat cells, we're talking all the cells of your body. Um, And Whether it's triggered in the mind or not. Um, and I've worked with other people, primarily women, I've worked with women who as their weight fluctuates, the same emotions or experiences that they've had at that weight comes flooding back in. And it's something, and I primarily use EFT, which is emotional freedom technique tapping with, um, with that event for them because your body is saying, okay, we're at, let's say we're at 150 pounds um, and at 150 pounds, you were um, in a major car accident. And so now your body is on alert for that same event to happen. Um, It could be a rape. It could be anything at that weight. Um, And as you come continue to do, do the weight loss because we need to be the proper weight for the joints in our body right and this is the the massage therapist coming out um, mm-hmm. we need to have the proper weight on our joints and as we strive for that the different things that are still unhealed in our body starts to surface and we have no idea what's going on um, so we could perceive that as a spiritual two by four or as unless you talk to somebody about it, but most of us bury it, um, if you talk to somebody about that, they can help you work through and realize this is an unhealed trauma. And each unhealed trauma births behaviors to keep you safe, whether it's to hide, um, you don't want people to look at you so you emotionally eat, that's me, um or you stay low-key in your life you you excel at certain things but then you start dumbing yourself down so you don't mm-hmm. stand out um, so those are all different things that we experience or we strive and become that type a personality. i don't even know if that's appropriate anymore mm-hmm. but that type a personality to prove to someone that you are not who they believe you to be. And usually this is from family and it's not, we're all imperfect. And so what a parent thinks is motivation could be considered um, low key abuse. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's so complex as you start looking at peeling back the layers of trauma and unhealed trauma. So, and so as we look at, what we have within ourselves within our bodies we then also and i know i'm going this is so this is such a huge topic um as we're looking at the cells okay this is 3d this is a physical manifestation of who we are but we are energetic bodies as well so we're looking at chakras and how the chakras are either balanced and if one is not balanced they're all out of balance and understanding that and then i have what i've called the visceral chakras which are from your solar plexus your sacral and your root chakras including your feet chakras um that is the connection to mother earth and that is the core of what we are building and experiencing from a child right Mm -hmm. so we have flawed parents not by their fault we have we become flawed children based on generational conditioning family condition and society what era were you born in was it when it was 9 11 was it during the korean war um you know what era were you born in and how did that constrain your family right and so you have all of those that are built in to your core beliefs which are formed by the time that you're 10. And you take those core beliefs and you're an adult now, and you're thinking, okay, is this really my belief or was this programmed into me? And it's hard to discern what is mine and what is not mine. And is there a crossing of, okay, I understand part of that. That's not mine, but everything from that point on is mine. It's, it's a complex journey when you start walking down your healing path.
0: Yeah. And such an important point that you just brought up is that what is mine, what isn't mine? It, I, I've heard many people speak on, you know, various topics like this, and it just really got me one day when somebody had said this whole generational trauma and the thinking of, we're all born from the womb, <laughs> and mm-hmm. how, from, you know, the great parent, everything gets passed down. Mm -hmm. Because my parents, (laughs) my mom Mm -hmm. was in the womb of her mom. And then her mom was in the womb of her mom. And all of that is within our DNA. And Mm -hmm. these, these generational traumas and beliefs are kind of ingrained in us. And when I heard that, and I really heard that I was like, wow. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So dependent on where you're born, what part of the world, what era, what timing how your people were treated is the container that you you grow up in but we all forget because we're not really exposed to this kind of thought is that we are spiritual bodies as well as energetic bodies combined with our physical body and so while we have physical parents that brought us here we are still spiritual beings having a human experience who is our spiritual parents and how do we gain contact with the dialogue that we're supposed to be having with our spiritual parents who also flow over to energetic parents as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the energetic is more, can be proven, right? Spirituality not so much per se, and I'm not going to dive into because that's another complex topic. But I remind everybody that I work with is that we have our own personal conversation with Creator, Mother, Father, God, and that personal conversation is no one else's business except for me and Creator. And what Creator has asked me to do is a certain set of things to do to help what I call the collective consciousness. Um, as so, it's just, it's around the globe and how we, um, help Mother Earth heal as we are in concert with her, because this is where, this is the form, this is the plane that we're on right now. Mm -hmm. And so that conversation, we reach an age, and so for Western society, I say maybe like 12. And when we get to be 12, we start wanting to know more. We want to expand beyond the home and understand what is going on in our community, what's going on in the environment, um, what is going on within our country. And then so as we get more curious, and of course, we have our peers who are influencing us as well. So we're looking at drugs, we're looking at sex. All these things are coming into our awareness when we're 12. And But the awareness of our connection with spirit doesn't really come in. It tries to come in, but our programming is such as that we're not open to that conversation per se. So as we get onto and we know and we connect with that conversation mm-hmm. and know what our divine purpose is supposed to be somewhat, because we're still forming um, as, as an, um, our own person, we still have our parents who are constrained by what society says and says, you have to go to school. You have to, you know, do your chores and live this 3D life. But then spirit is telling you, yes, you do. Cause you have to listen to your parents, you're honoring your parents, but you have your own set of purpose that you're supposed to do. And now your parents are alongside of you and not over the top of you anymore. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. It, and, it so, does.
1: Yeah. And so they come to the side, and we parents, I've been parents twice now. um, We parents don't really want to know that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, until we come into our own awareness, and I came into my awareness late. So, my two kids, who then birthed my six grandchildren, my two kids lived with me trying to conform to society that I have come with a skewed. Um, worldview because of the abuse of the time that I was born in the fact that my mother was full Japanese when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor Um, she didn't know her father my father didn't you know he was considered a bastard and so he did what he considered the honorable thing to do and he was he was both my parents were amazing people Mm -hmm. but they did what they had to do Um, and I learned from them and I kept, you know, the, what was ingrained in me is that you become a supporting, um, person to your spouse. You are the perfect wife. You're the, um, the caretaker of the home of the children. And in, when my era, I needed to work outside the home or we wouldn't have survived. And so now I'm a full-time mom on top of everything else. And you just take it and you continue to go. You thrive, you're proud of these societal um, successes, but you're not living in accordance with your heart or what spirit is asking you to do. And then as you get older, things get out of sync and it's tougher and you're putting on a facade, but deep down inside you're unhappy and you have no idea why. And so mm-hmm. that is the, the you know the genesis of the revelation of okay, I'm I'm walking out of sync with everybody else. I don't fit in. What is going on? And you either dump into a depression, and I was suicidal as a teenager, um, as recent as 2014. So, yeah. you know I understand, and through the blessings of God and a lot of people who helped me, the Earth Angels, right and my own spiritual entourage, I was able to bring it all back together to more of a cohesive whole.
0: Hmm.
1: Wow. And I, Yeah, and I know there's more people like me that are unaware and they're walking with a seed of unhappiness within them and they don't understand why. Everything yeah. else appears to be perfect, right? They have yeah. the the old analogy of the white picket fence, two point five children. You have a home, and you know, blah blah blah. But yet, yeah. they're not happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so important. All of these things that you're touching on. Um, so, for you, what was the first modality that really resonated for you? For healing, um,
1: it was um, shamanic healing. And that was back when I was 22. I was drawn to it um, very strongly and didn't understand what power animals were. And my first power animal, which is with me, is a tiger. Um, And a tiger is indicative of being a healer um, along with other traits. And I know this isn't um, the forum to get into that. But so shamanic healing, but it wasn't accepted. And so I'm trying to learn about it my ex who not through any fault of his own just said it was a phase that i was going through no one else around me you know because i i can't remember his last name michael i think it's harness um, Mm -hmm. wrote the first contemporary shamanic um, healing book and then sandra ingerman studied under him and now she is my mentor um, or i look to her as my mentor Mm -hmm. and so you know when i'm 22 so we're looking at 1982 Right. I am Mm. drawn to it, but it's not accepted Uh, by, you know, you're, if you're not rich in my era, you know, my society, if you're not Christian, then you're of the devil. Mm. So it's like, okay, I can't, I can't study this, but yet people are, but it's not for me. And so it was easier just to release it and conform than to continue following it. Yeah
0: yes 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 so all of this (laughs) i mean so much that you're speaking to is is that in our world what is perceived as as acceptable and but we're drawn we feel it with every thread of our being (laughs) there's Mm -hmm. the or there's the curiosity Mm
1: -hmm. if it's
0: in a simpler form there's the curiosity or you have that strong pull where you're like yes this this makes sense to me. I want to learn more about it. I, I, I want to understand it better. And if you don't have that part in the way of the family or whoever saying, well, this isn't what we do, then you would be drawing, you know, you'd be doing that thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> or you're absolutely. doing that thing. And then you're kind of having all these other voices going on. So it's, as we get older, the hope is that when it's younger, uh, that we can create those boundaries and be like, ah, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> this feels yeah. good to me. This makes sense to me. Well,
1: and I think um, there's another analogy which crosses over more towards a pagan or a metaphysical viewpoint mm-hmm. is that for women, we're matriarchs or mothers or maidens. It's the power of three. And you'll see, you know, of course, power of three within the Trinity um, and so forth but we as me as a matriarch is my responsibility is to reach down to the not necessarily reach down but reach out to the mothers and the maidens to help them so they don't have to live as an imposter for decades that's part of the other role of this and understanding where we sit within what i consider my society is that we have wisdom and knowledge and we're supposed to pass it on. Um, mm-hmm. and so, and back in the day they changed the word crone to matriarch, I think maybe a couple years ago, and I don't know who they are, but mm-hmm. the word crone isn't, they, they don't use that, uh, for some don't use crone. Um, and so if you look at that dynamic and you look at what I'm doing, of course it overlays and you're going to find that within so many different belief systems, that there are so many commonalities, but they call it by something else, but we're all doing the same thing to uplift um, collective consciousness or uplift humanity or uplift whatever the going term is that is appropriate for the grouping that you're in. But we're all trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Right. And so I was talking to a friend about fear of coming out as a spiritual person in the way that, you know, psychics, um, Connecting with those who have passed over. I don't do that frequently. That's, I'm just not gifted that way. But hearing messages, knowing messages, um, knowing just the knowing itself, the claircognizant ability um, is not something that you would share readily. And so we, you know, kind of jokingly say that we're in the broom closet Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we are, now is the time for us to step out. And Mm -hmm. so in our history, in our lineage, we have ancestors who were medicine women, who were medicine men, who were shamans. The shaman was the first intuitive healer that ever existed on the planet for over 100,000 years. And so it has evolved over time and because of um, what do they call it, appropriating cultural knowledge and cultural rituals it's you know human beings sometimes are assholes and (laughs) that that is not what we're supposed to be doing we do not appropriate we honor um and but looking at you know coming as a medicine woman it's important that we share this knowledge and understand how we're how we're supposed to be and so you by this podcast are opening that door. So a lot of people can come out of the broom closet and Mm. be first generation spiritual. And so first generation, second generation was really, um, is something that is languaging within my family because my mother was first generation, Japanese American Mm. I'm second generation. So she was Issei, I'm Nisei. And so with that, um, there is the same analogy can be overlaid on those who are spiritual so i'm first generation spiritual hoping that second generation not necessarily my own blood but the mothers and maidens that are coming behind me have an easier time to share that they are spiritual and it's okay
0: thank you so much for sharing it in that way and coming out of the broom closet and being first generation spiritual um so profound and so appreciate you Thank saying you. that that this space is a space for that and uh that really uh absolutely just, that took me for a minute so um left me a little speechless for a minute so um yeah that's really beautiful so i really appreciate that
1: well, and, you know, looking at what you're providing that you brought me on as a guest, there's a little bit of divine intervention with this, right? Um, the divine timing of this and everything, there's no coincidences. And the fact that this is your medicine, that you're sharing mm-hmm. your medicine, and I've got rolling spirit bumps. That means that this is mm. on point and we have helping spirits here. But um, this is your medicine and this mm. is how you share what is unshareable normally to a broader audience and i thank you for that oh, because wow. you know we each have individual voices but you know i can my voice can only go so far
0: mm.
1: and your voice goes farther and that's well, and and we're t- we're working together for the healing of the planet
0: that's what it is it's the collective and it's the community Because Mm -hmm. we're we're not so we're we're individuals, but we we thrive uh, as a community and we lift each other up. That's the goal. It doesn't always happen that way. Um, There's a lot of other things that kind of go on that Mm -hmm. act like it seems like it's complicated, but it's really not. It's pretty basic. Um, When you said that people can be assholes, Um, but there's (laughs) there's but there's confusion in things and there's misunderstanding and there's fear. It's all fear based. Yes, absolutely. But okay, so tell us a little bit more because we're encroaching on the top of the hour, which is crazy already. Um, But please tell us what you do to incorporate more creativity. You you described a lot of things to us. But um, what else would you say uh, that you bring in for more creativity into your own life for you?
1: Um, well, again, drumming is key, um, music to And it's, it's allowing the, the creativity part of my brain, um, to expand and not be because before I was driven, um, as a type a personality and because of that, I was very hanging on to my masculine side, um, and did a lot of things. I'm very good with administrative stuff. I would be the perfect admin assistant ever,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: but healing is a creative process and that is where my creativity, creativity lies. So I became a massage therapist initially and it's massage is an art.
0: Mm-hmm. It is,
1: it is therapeutic but an art and it incorporates strokes, connection with the muscles and knowing how things work and having that divine intervention come through my hands as I work the tissue. Um, so there's an art with that, that's creativity. And knowing that I'm helping someone based on um, what spirit is asking me to do. And so that is part of my process in my business is that taking all the modalities that I have in my healing basket and using creativity to pull out one, morph it with another, fuse it to become something that is going to be impactful for the person that I'm working with. So no session, no set of healing is the same for every person. It depends on who the person is, where they're coming from, what spirit tells me. So I can't tell you what i do right? <laughs> because mm-hmm. it just evolves and that's where and and i that fills me up that that fills up my heart with love to know that i'm helping others um, whether it's through just talking and there's self-talk there's sharing there's holding space um, there is it's all of that is creative and knowing if i'm supposed to go left or if i'm supposed to go right just hold space um, lift them up to to God, to you know Keakua, which is God, and that is the creative piece. And knowing that I need to connect with nature, and that part is just being. And if Spirit says walk in the river, you walk in the river. And so for me, that's creative, you know, um, creativity rolling along as well.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. That's this whole listening aspect and. Being self aware Mm -hmm. and this true connection, Mm -hmm. it's like really connecting. It's we Mm -hmm. so often have this disconnect with ourselves because we're so busy. Mm -hmm. Okay, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do this. There's so many on my I gotta, gotta, gotta do list. But when we actually stop and we're quiet and allow this space and allow the openness to hear and to listen, and like you said, mother, you know, uh, knowing that you need to go walk in nature, you're getting a pull to do it, then you Mm -hmm. listen to that. Of course, if you're in the middle of a meeting, (laughs) that's not something that can be done in that moment. But you put it on your list and you prioritize to say I'm being pulled to do this. This is something I want to do. And this is something I'm going to make time for because it's a priority for me as a creative being to allow for flow absolutely it's
1: and okay so i'm sorry um, You're good. we're programmed we come with a container as much as we expand we're still in a container because we can't have the view that spirit has for us because we ju- our human brains can't handle that mm-hmm. so when we do connect with source when we get out into nature nature is key however you get out there and you connect it's like the movie avatar i don't know if you- where the blue people put their tails in. Yeah, that's it. You're connecting. And you're, if you can see yourself with a tail or you see the roots coming out of your feet, you're connecting to get an upload that is more expansive. So you are not stuck in a container trying to serve people when you haven't had your software upload, right? Mm. So to speak, and to expand into giving. And we need that. We need to have that, um, expansion to understand that are the people that we're supposed to serve are on a different frame of reference and we have to get there too Um, and it's you know and it's 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 part of that healing process
0: for all of us so part of the healing process and i really appreciate what you said about massage being an art form thank you very much everybody you need to hear this and become aware that where your passions lie is where the art is. It's okay. everything. It's in life. You gave very concrete examples saying that within, when you're in massage, it's about the, the strokes, it's about the connection to the muscles and listening and having this awareness as to where you should go next intuitively, besides where the person's saying it's hurting Maybe because it's hurting there, that doesn't necessarily mean that's it. There could be another point to where the pain is really stemming from. So you're in touch with that, you're listening, you're aware you're in that moment. And I think it's just so important for people to hear and understand that in whatever it is that you do, these are where your talents lie. And it's in the listening, it's in the connection where you're bringing it forward.
1: On point, absolutely.
0: And when people recognize that and understand it, it simply brings you more joy and happiness.
1: It does, it really does. And, you know, trusting in spirit, source, creator that your needs are gonna be met. You know that everything is going to be okay. If you believe, if you don't believe, of course, the scarcity and lack are going to take over 3D brain, and you're no longer connected to the multi D, and know that there is a given flow. And if you're in the flow of abundance, whatever that abundance looks like, you're gonna be, you be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. It may not be what you thought you were gonna get, but so then you have to adapt your mind and be grateful for what you did receive.
0: Yeah. Who? So and curious. I have, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Can and I say that our meeting was very serendipitous. And I am grateful that I met you and that I can share what I believe and how I want to help people. Because, again, this is divinely orchestrated, and your medicine is powerful. And I appreciate and honor what you're doing.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. And the same, this is why I love I love having my inspiring guests, because that's what this space is. It's a conversation that's structured around questions. But there's the free flow of the conversation, where we can really dive in and learn more about you. Thank you. And you can share you and it's just freaking inspiring. (laughs) So jazzed after every talk, I'm like, yes, the during the before the during and the after it's like, yay um morning routine do you have one Mm -hmm. i do i stretch that's the massage
1: therapist in me and i encourage everybody be a cat do you ever see a cat just get up no they stretch in all different directions and um, if you feel a twinge stop stretching because you need to do more focused stretching on that area But your body has been laying there and pretty much non-moving. And so your synovial fluid is thick. And so everything is thick and you want to slowly stretch and be supported by your mattress as you're doing this. Um, So that's the first thing I do. And then it's um, connecting to my spiritual entourage and just saying thank you for them being here to support me in everything that I'm doing and to guide me away from busy work to work that is meaningful during the course of my day because a lot I'm to the point where everything I do I feel is is worthy but it's not totally in the direction spirit wants me to go and I can squirrel the fastest than anybody else right mm-hmm. it's just like Phew. um And then someone shared this with me, which I believe is really powerful as I open my door to the universe and I step out on my front porch and I welcome the universe into my body for every, all the healing aspects, the wonder, the fact that I'm still alive and breathing and welcome the universal energy within my home to do the same thing within my home. So, Mm
0: -hmm. oh my gosh. I love that. So by go ahead just by stepping outside opening the door stepping outside and you have is it kind of like a just a presence of being there or is there kind of like a mantra or something that you say no i just connect
1: mm-hmm. and you, if you want to have a mantra the thing with mantras is that you have to believe what you're saying yeah so if you're still in imposter syndrome and you don't think you're worthwhile and you go out and say i'm grateful to be alive are you really so yeah. stand in and absorb um whatever spirit universe wants to give me
0: mm-hmm. mm. so incredible i love it's that's in in hearing various people say some people have a a five minute routine some people have a four hour routine <laughs> some people have uh, somebody once told me, she said, I wake up with the dogs cause they need to be led outside. And, um, I put on some jazz music, get my tea, open the door, watch them run around and just watch nature. And that's Ooh, her routine. I'm like, how absolutely. beautiful is that?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Just like you're saying, it's taking in, it's, um, taking in the energy into your body.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the more special moments is I have some of my mom's ashes in a wind chime by my front door and my mom sings to me when there's no wind. And so that's just, it's like a
0: kiss on the top of the head, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, That's beautiful. Wow. Okay. So as we are getting to the top of the hour officially, um, again, I want to welcome the people that are here with us live. Thank you so much for being here. Um, this third question is a little repetitive, but it kind of wraps everything up and puts a nice little bow on it, which is, why do you think creativity is important?
1: Because we are duality in action. We are masculine and feminine. We are creative and we are analytical we usually forget the creative part because society wants us to be analytical. You need to know how to, Mm -hmm. let's say, prepare fast food to get it out to the customer, you're getting harassed. So there's very much of that analytical part that we forget to dip into our creative. And it's so easy to dip into creative if you understand what, um, what creativity means to you you define it and as you bring it in you become more balanced and that's the important part is to be as balanced as you can be as you're walking through this plane of existence mm.
0: you become more balanced it's like that whole circle around of the masculine and the feminine it's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. the balance of it all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so darcy how can people connect with you i have my website and
1: it's darcykestnerhawkins.com Um, I also have a Facebook group called the healing basket with more words added to the end of it, but that is the space where I offer free healing circles, free full moon rituals, free channeling, um, free opportunity to chat with me about healing modalities all free. I want to share the gifts that I have, um, Mm -hmm. and then my email, which you can find on my website as well.
0: Perfect. 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 So before we say our goodbyes, is there anything else that you feel like you missed or you just want to say I
1: want to share with everybody that every single person is worthy that there is a lot of thinking that, well, you're not good enough. Well, God says you are because you are a divine child of God and God is never wrong. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) just want to throw that out.
0: Darcy, thank you so much. Thanks for spending this time, this hour, and just so appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much, Hollis, for this opportunity and for what you're doing.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. And sending you lots of love to your um, grandson.
1: Yeah, that's a little difficult. Yeah,
0: (laughs) sending lots of love your way
1: thank
0: you yes 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 so everybody thank you so much for being here we so appreciate you this space we know you can be doing anything with your hour and we so appreciate you hanging out with us this space is all about inspiring each other connecting and sharing stories so please like follow share all of that good stuff and um just help get us the word out to more people because i believe we've always needed this but i think we need it now more than ever Yes. more than ever. So wherever you are in the world, we wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, and we'll be talking to you soon. So goodbye, everybody. Feeling inspired? Let's just get rid of this. Throw away this whole perfectionism thing, this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. (laughs) Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like it's all part of the process the self-awareness feels so good you feel more connection to yourself connection to others and huh be a happier more joyful person just imagine that so you are where you are in the process so you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace or you can dive right in Here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out. Explore our experiential kits. They have everything in them that you need to try new things. You don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore. There's creative Shui, which is seven elements to join happiness. Through the publishing house, Express Yourself Publishing, multi-author books, coffee books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it and it's again just trying these things and realizing what you're good at don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't we are not made for boxes there is also my tv show i am creative check it out the links are all in the body of this podcast you can just click the link and you know what don't say oh maybe i'll check it out tomorrow life's too short just click it See what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself, and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is I am creative philly.com, So I am creative philly p-h-i-l-l-y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story because we all have one.